0: This is Tack Box Talk and this is Horse Stories with a Purpose. Who are we? We are equine educators, but we are owners,
1: we are judges, we are competitors, we are coaches, we are volunteers, we are moms.
0: We are horse owners just like you and we want to share our horse stories with a purpose. to Extension Horses Tack Box Talk podcast series, Horse Stories with a Purpose. I'm Dr. Chris Heine with Oklahoma State University, and with me today is Kathy Anderson from University of Nebraska in Lincoln.
1: Hello. Glad uh, to be here.
0: Thanks, Kathy. And also Ashley Griffin with e eXtension Foundation.
1: Glad
2: to be here. Thanks, Chris.
0: And Susie White, who is a 4-H program coordinator in Grand Traverse, Michigan.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So today, we're actually gonna be talking about um, older show horses and what makes these veterans uh, special with us. So Susie, you have uh, Matisse. Can you tell us a little bit about you and Matisse?
3: Sure, he is a 17-hand Dutch warm blood that I compete in dressage. And his story of value is easy because I had the opportunity to ride him in a clinic when his owner was pregnant and trainer was unavailable. So I rode him in a clinic and fell in love with them. Couple years later, he came up for sale and the owner contacted me and asked if I'd be interested in buying him. So that was only three years ago and he's 21 turning 22 this winter. And I immediately said yes, because I knew the value of an older horse and don't regret a single single moment that I decided to buy him.
0: So that's fantastic. So you bought him when he was 18 then? Correct. Oh, great. I'm excited to hear more about Matisse then. that's uh, Most owners kind of shy away from our older guys, but uh, I'm glad that you said yes, he's for me. Great. Kathy, you're going to be telling us about Zipper and
1: Sweetie. Can you tell us a little bit about those guys? They're a pair of quarter horses. Um, at the time we got Sweetie, she was probably 22. First got her for my son because we needed somebody pretty lo- reliable on um, the horse for him. And then as we had some horse changes, I have I had a daughter who's two years older than him, and she needed a really good showmanship horse to go compete at the high level, like at the youth world, and she was so good. So she migrated over to Sweetie, and then when um my daughter also needed another a sweetie was kind of not able to do some of the kinds of things she wanted to do we found zipper who actually at the time when we got him was 23
0: oh wow and
1: the reason that we were able to get them is they're pretty were pretty high level show horses to compete we can could not afford horses of that caliber at the younger age and so they were a pair of horses that we were able to get for my daughter towards the end of her youth world career and made her very, very competitive when she went down there to do those kinds of things. So ours is a little bit of finances and what they were able to do and, and, and be able to compete at the level for our kids.
0: So Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about your older horses, Wyatt and Lady?
2: Wyatt uh, is a Palomino Quarter Horse. Who is an, an NRHA rainer, and he really was a horse that showed me how to ride the event of raining. But as an aged horse, there came uh, some management um, that yeah, I'd, love I'd love to love share, to with, share with, you. with you. And then Lady is actually a teen horse that is my daughter's uh, Paint American Paint Horse Association horse that she was able to bring back out of. Uh, being a broodmare, uh, back into the show ring. And so that was a really good uh, opportunity for us for her to have a solid horse that had been there to the show pen, but uh, but also came with some uh, aging challenges.
0: So I'm excited to talk to you guys. I mean, so many people, I think, if they would see the age of some of the horses that, that we're talking about here would have shied away and never considered them um, as still a useful valuable show animal so what made what made them special for you guys or why did you uh, you know I guess Kathy you said that they were more affordable but again a lot of people would have said oh well I can just make a horse or they're not going to last that long but do you think there's still a, a lot of career left in them
1: I mean, yeah, we kind of showed that there really was. Uh, The one year we took both horses to the youth world, the sum total age between the two of them was 50. But you had to look at those horses, and, and, and you didn't know that they were the age that they were. So some of the individuals, if you manage them right and take care of them right and pay attention to what they tell you, you can keep them going for a very long time. When I have somebody tell me their horse is 20 and they're retiring because they're 20, I'm like, we didn't buy these horses until they were older than that. They were sound enough that we were able to keep them maintained, kind of managed them in good ways, and were careful not to override them. And um, a lot of times let them tell us what they could and couldn't do, they were extremely competitive for. Yeah, I never shy away from the age of one that's right, for the that kind that. of purpose, especially for a youth kid to take.
0: Yeah, so that youth connection. So Susie, as an an adult amateur, um, do they typically want a younger horse or why were you willing to take the risk on on an older uh, dressage horse?
3: I, I would say similar to what Kathy said, it allowed me to get into the market of an upper level dressage horse at a much lower price point. The owner was very upfront with me about all of his potential maintenance issues, potential soundness issues, Again, I met him, I knew him. I was willing to take the risk and and very glad that I did because it put me into the next level of learning. And this horse was able to bring me to a higher level of dressage riding that I wouldn't have been able to acquire because I don't have currently access to upper level dressage horses to ride. And you just need to ride and feel these things, even if I have good instruction to move the, to that next level, he was able to do that for me at a more affordable price.
0: So Ashley, for you too, it seems like that, that older, but really talented horse can really make a difference in, in your riding. And I guess your kids riding as well.
2: Certainly. And, you know, just to have the peace of mind that you have an aged horse that has experience, especially when you're putting your children on them uh, and going places is really uh rewarding uh not just in their performance but also just in the peace of mind that they're going to be safe so i think that for me was the reason i was not looking at that young horse i didn't want the young horse to be growing up with my young daughter you know as i sent her to the show pen i wanted her to have a mount that i could trust um and that would you know be there for her Uh, same with my experience with wyatt you know, he had already been to the NRHA fraternity. He knew what to do. And I had a lot to learn. And that taught me um, many things about riding a reiner.
0: Kind of happy to hear that people are willing to to take chances on these older horses. So, but let's talk the reality uh, of an older horse too. So I know there's got to be some extra upkeep, uh, attention that you have to pay to the physical status of your horse, um, lameness yeah. issues, et cetera. So what did you guys find is the most helpful in keeping that older horse comfortable and able to compete at these high levels?
2: Well, I'll share with the case of Wyatt because he was doing a high intensity uh, events such as raining, you know, we really had to focus on ensuring that he had proper joint supplements available, um, also sought out uh, some help from an acupuncturist occasionally, which just gave him a little just total overall body relief, you know, from the the wear and tear of the event. Um, but as Kathy already mentioned, I think knowing how far to push your horse and when to give them rest is so vital. Um, So even though I needed more practice, it didn't necessarily mean he did. And therefore, you know, I would go ride other horses as well so that I could hone my skills um, and make sure that I'm conserving him and, and not riding him or overdoing his exercise activity. But one quick story about him, and that is... Um, the use of the TheraPlate. Um, That is something that we found at the PHBA World. We used that with him because not only was it a long drive just to get there, but uh, he just needed, um, you know, just a little bit of help and thought, well, we'll we'll give that a try and make sure that he is at his top performance. And so in using that, not only did he enjoy it, but uh, unfortunately we went into the ranch riding class with him. And when he got on the trail uh, bridge, uh, the, the bridge within the ranch riding class, he got up on that bridge and he stood there and he was kind of waiting for the plate to start (laughs) vibrating. (laughs) That's (laughs) probably, yeah, that's probably the reason he got second that year instead of first, um, because he just stood there and braced
0: on this thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He, you know, and so with that said, um, you know, uh, I'm fortunate that my brother is a horse trainer, and so we have now have a theraplate uh, in the barn, uh, so all the horses and all the aging horses get a chance to use that, that device uh, if needed, and so, you know, those were some of the maintenance um, things that I chose to use for him particularly.
0: Oh, that's, that's a great story, Ashley. <laughs> so, so, Kathy, what do you do for your uh, senior citizens?
1: Um, well, you know, just kind of like I said, a variety of different kinds of things. The zipper horse was in not in very good shape when we got him. He had, and I'm fortunate that my husband is a veterinarian, so I have pretty much easy access to some of those kinds of things. Um, he was kind of thin and gum in his feet, and we looked in his mouth, and he had terrible, terrible teeth. And so, I mean, most of us try to keep up, you know, with really good health care. And once we did his teeth, then that was, you know, one issue that was, that was taken care of. He'd had some tendon issues when he was younger, and so we were really careful about wrapping his legs and those types of things every time we rode him, and um, watching those those things. And then it was not our last year, year before last year, and he was you know up there probably 25 or 26, and he'd popped out a quarter crack as we're getting ready to go to the youth world, and I took a video of him one day because I was home, and Kelly was at work, and I mean he's bobbing his head you know, th- grade three lame, three to four lame. And it's like, oh, heavens to Betsy. Well, it's because the foot, um, the hoof wall was pressing on the sensitive tissue. And so we literally took him to Oklahoma City, unloaded him off the trailer, and he looked three-legged lame and Kelly says, don't worry about it. Because he literally would just about rebuild his foot every night. He would pull that out and put new epoxy or whatever it was on that foot. We would wrap that foot with black duct tape so it looked like hoof black because we're spraying him. And It wasn't anything, you know, illegal or anything. It was just kind of a maintenance thing for his foot. And it kept us from taking him to shows where Kelly couldn't go because we weren't gonna trust anybody else to work on his feet because it was kinda, you know, he just knew and knew the horse. And so again, I always say, you know, pay attention to what they're telling you. The other mare, um, you know, she had kind of an ulcer issue, and we had to kind of watch and be careful with some of those kinds of things. So we kind of just let them tell us what they needed, and kind of watch some stuff pretty close on them. You know, made them last for a good good period of time.
0: Susie, what about our uh, senior dressage horse? Any special tips to keeping him going?
3: Sure, I would I would say that the most important. Thing for me is an exercise plan and he needs to be he lives outside all the time he has access to a big shed that's well bedded to lay down which he lays down and sleeps in there and I make sure that I work him five days a week sometimes I lunge or long line him we do a lot of long slow rides and then every ride starts with a warm-up I joke that his warm-up lasts between 20 and 40 minutes I get about 15 to 20 minutes of hard work And then I cool them out and put them away. Body condition score is a big issue as well, Um, potentially because of his teeth, potentially because of his age. I feed him three to four times a day a lot of wet food, a high fat diet, always paying attention to his body condition score. So, hand walking, keeping him moving.
1: Yeah, and I'll interject just a little bit also on the soundness. We were fortunate that on these, the the two that we had, that they were really pretty sound. Zipper, for being a show horse all of his life, we never really had any hawk issues and never did the injections or anything with him because he never showed that he needed them. Um, the other mare, late in her career, they kind of went to sorry, actually raining on her and doing a little bit too much. And so she did have some hock issues. And so for her, every so often, particularly so many weeks before we're going to major competition, we would go ahead and inject her hawks just because of, of kind of the extra wear and tear that she had gone into her. And so, you know, I'm not a fan of injections, but she kind of needed them. He didn't. So we did some on one and not the other.
2: You know, that's a, a good point, Kathy, because, you know, you never know whether whether the horse is actually going to need an uh, injection of the hawks. And um, I, I've been lucky that mine haven't, but they've had other um, issues such as swelling of the lower leg. So my daughter's, um, uh, Hunt seat, uh paint horse will tend to stock up in the hindquarters. And we found that as long as we are getting them out like Susie does with her dressage horse on a regular basis with light work, then we can keep that swelling down and have never had any issues or lameness because of it. It is really just a cosmetic appearance that will go down with just some light work. But both of the horses, we have spent most of our time flexing and bending, doing the exercises to keep them supple, uh, you know, doing like, like Susie mentioned, you know, just some light uh, warm up uh, with just a very little intensity of work. Uh, and I think that is also a, a good key to longevity in these older horses.
3: And I will jump in and say that I have a vet look at my horse at least every six months. Sometimes we do body work. I've tried, I have done hock injections and adequin. I didn't see a change, but what really made a change is putting him on a very regular um, Equiox medication and supplement. Um, He does have to come off it for competition, but that has made the biggest change for him, as well as I live in Northern Michigan. So in the winter, uh, before work, I use pretty heavy coolers and stand them under a radiant heater, both before and after work because he seems to be pretty prone to muscles getting tight if I'm not really grooming before and after and putting him under that heater.
0: That's a great suggestion, Susie. I mean, I know how, how cold it is up there and how tight and stiff your own muscles feel. And I think we forget about that, that yeah, just literally warming them up can make a big difference.
2: To that point, um, you know even as a kid whether i was riding a young horse or an older horse i would literally stretch their legs just i was a runner so i saw the value of that um and so i would like stretch their front legs out stretch their hind legs do the basic things on the ground you know and they seemed to really enjoy it and really want me to be doing that um before we got going they that was a good kind of warm up exercise even before we ever got on um to ride
0: so many people uh think that you know, older horses, they get burnout. And and so you need that younger horse so that he's fresh and more mentally able to handle show ring stress. So how did you guys handle that? Or did you see that stress or mental burnout as a factor for your horses?
1: Um, I say for us, we were careful not to over show them we didn't run down the road every weekend. We kind of picked, one, we couldn't afford it and didn't have the time, but also we kind of picked our time and our places of where we could go to get them the most ready for, at that time, the main focus was to get them as ready as we could um, for the youth world and get her qualified. And so one thing is when they're home, we had a lot of turnout time for them. We turn them always out either in the indoor or the outdoor arena. So they just let can be down and just be a horse. Um, Even when we were at a At a show, and and you were there for an extended period of time, we would take them and lunge them, or if there was an opportunity to turn them out, just to let them chill, you know, and and do those kinds of things. And then also, sometimes when we rode them, we didn't drill them all the time, we just took them out to leg them up, you know, so it wasn't that constant hammering on them to be perfect in those kinds of things. Sometimes it was just lunging, or sometimes it was just keeping their their brain together and just go messing with it. It's just like a human athlete, you can get stale. And you can get tired and it can become a grind and so if you can mix it up just so you know what you need to do with them so they're ready the day that you need them ready and not overdo it i think that's kind of real important
2: right and we try to with all of our horses and especially the older horses to always give them new challenges so that their mind can stay fresh. And I've really been fortunate that these older horses have enjoyed going. Uh Wyatt literally will hang his head out the window wanting to get on the trailer if he's not included uh at the barn, if you will. Now he's 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 out in the pasture enjoying his his time in retirement. But basically, you know If you can find a horse that enjoys going and being at the horse show, it can really make your experience uh, rewarding.
1: Ours would almost run over you getting into the trailer.
3: (laughs) I think similar to what Kathy said, I I pick and choose my events so that I don't overdo it with my old horse. I find that when I do take him to a USDF dressage show, it takes a lot out of him. Usually you school a little harder, you ride a little harder, and he's going to need a week to 10 days off to recover after that so I have to pick and choose when
1: I schedule to make it work and account for that. And I think time of the year is a factor too because when it's really hot we had to be a lot more careful with them than in the fall, the spring, the winter. I mean they were easy to ride down and get ready when it was the summer and it was hotter but it was also a little harder on them and so we tried to kind of play with some of those kinds of things. And I'll tell you another thing, Zipper was really really funny and weird about his water. Um, when we take him to a show, he had no qualms about drinking the water out of, in you know, in a stall. Which, and, but then when we were at home, when it was hot, he would not drink in a stall. And we changed his buckets. We used the same ones at the show. We mixed everything around, and he wouldn't drink in a stall. So that's when the senior citizen rules the roost. And I was fortunate that at the time my kids were home in the summer, so they had to take him out to the outdoor arena three or four times a day and water him, and he would drink fine in the outside tank and bring him back in. So he was a little bit of a picky maintenance kind of guy, and it was weird, because he was sometimes harder at home and didn't drink well at home than he did. When it was cold, it was a non-issue, so we don't know what his deal was, but we just did what it took to make Zipper happy and keep Zipper drinking, because he was the king. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so it, it sounds like Kathy, he either loved rainwater or he had you all trained because he was bored in his stall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's time for outdoor <laughs> That is fantastic. But uh, yeah, the older horses, you get to know them so much more too. And all their personality quirks that I think, uh, you allow them to develop and you can appreciate those guys a little bit more.
3: You know, something that, that Kathy alluded to was this idea of balancing your work to maintain their mental stability. And I know my horse is a little bit sensitive and can be a little hot. And I know if he's gonna get a little prancy and hot, then I hand walk him. I don't just let him out on the lunge line or I don't get on him because being an older horse, he's likely to do something that will then pull a muscle and set me back. So I gauge his temperament, and keep. if he were a younger horse, I probably would just put him at the end of the lunge line and say, why don't you trot around for a while before I get on you? But with an older horse, I'm going to hand walk him first, for instance.
0: So uh, these are great stories. Is there any age, then, that you guys would say, like, we don't consider a horse anymore?
1: Obviously not for me. I mean, and these were riders, you know, a brood may be a whole different story, but these are, you know, one was a mare, one was, one was a galleon, and that type of stuff. So obvious for, for me, no, but it depends on what my end point was, because our purpose was to have something competitive for our kids to show towards the end of their youth career, okay? Now, if I was looking for something for resale in that, that I want, then, then it would, I would look at it totally different, because, you know, they're only going to last so long, and frankly, these two both lived out their lives. At our place and so that was fine but we kind of knew that going in you know that that they were not going to be marketable because you know one we didn't really want to sell them at the end and two you know we would have to have given them away and it wasn't going to be fair to them so it kind of depends on what your what, what your goal really is and for us for these guys it fit us today I probably wouldn't buy that older horse because I'm looking at things a different way because I want now I'm on the other side of it where I want to Right, you know, and then potentially sell them an upgrade. So it's a whole different viewpoint that I have now on the purpose of what we have them for.
2: Well, and I think part of that, Kathy, is because like myself, you are also a judge. And so you're a right. professional, you're not allowed to show in the amateur events Uh, And so it does change your perspective as to what you're going to spend your time with and what you'll market. But for the purposes of your children, um, as they grew up, uh, and for me personally, you know, I'm definitely looking for that older, more experienced horse for my daughter.
3: I I think dressage horses, the biggest consideration is looking at their workload and, and expectation at the level uh, it makes sense to expect less and show him at a lower level as he gets older. Um, I I took him fourth level and 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 schooled pre St. George, but found that asking him to perform that was getting harder and harder. We can school that, but then I'm I'm looking for the towards the future of either leasing him to somebody or letting somebody else ride him so that we can ask a little less from the collection and the movements as he gets older in an effort to use him as long as possible.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great perspective, Susie, because, you know, you know his limits, but you also see the value that he has to not just help you excel as a rider, but also to help others uh, and see that he has a purpose, you know, even uh, as he continues to age.
3: I found that a lot of these career show and working horses, don't necessarily retire well. Some do and some don't, but you have to know your horse, and I know this particular horse has a drive to have a relationship with people and to get out and work on a routine, and I want to keep that going for him as long as possible.
1: Yeah, sweetie, when she was done, she got, so her, her vision was really poor, and so she still competed her, and her hawks weren't so good, Competed in showmanship with her, but she couldn't do the ride stuff, and that's why we got zipper, but she'd been a pasture horse, so when she was done, we turned her out, Zipper been a show horse all of his life, and he lived in a stall till we had to put him down. Because he just would not have survived in the pasture; it just wasn't wasn't going to work for him.
2: Yeah, and likewise, Wyatt was, you know, of course, uh, in a stall for most of his show career, uh, but then he had he adapted really well to the pasture, and then has now become the local, I guess, uh, weaning uh, babysitter for all of the all of my friends who have uh, foals. Uh, they're always wanting to know when can they come get Wyatt so that they can <laughs> wean their foal with him, not only does he do a good job of kind of keeping them in their place, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't beat up on them too bad, but keeps them in their place. But he teaches them to have good stall manners and good uh, in terms of um, uh, all their manure is usually in one corner, so everybody loves that because all their foals learn how to do the same thing. So it's pretty interesting uh, the talents and how he's progressed uh, still to uh, add value <laughs> to our farm. <heart.
0: laughs> well, thanks everybody. I've really enjoyed hearing the story. Of your senior citizens and giving us some tips and, and telling folks to not forget about those uh, older horses. They can still provide a lot of value to everyone's lives. So I hope everyone has enjoyed our text box talks for stories with a purpose.